the, the, the title of my message today is entitled, It's Okay to Be Weak. You like that? I didn't get a shout though from my, you. My only church, yes, Sherry. Yes, I, I know, but the party has always been in my head, so I'm working on the party to come out of my head. Well, ain't nobody getting. No, all right, okay. <laughs> it is okay to be weak. If you're in a living room with your neighbor, turn to your neighbor and tell them it is okay to, to be, be weak. weak. Come on, tell your neighbor. Come on, Savannah. Tell your neighbor it is okay, okay to, be to be weak. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, type that in there. It is okay. High five. No, no, high five. Socially distance. Uh, 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 I don't know how we're going to social distance that Bow no more. Bow to the person. Bow. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> <Amen>. That's <laughs> right. going to be on Friday night. Right. It is okay to be weak. My scripture is taken from the book of Mark today, chapter 9, and I want to jump to about verse number 14. Very famous portion of scripture there, Sister Sherry. Okay. And those of you who know me, I don't like to just pull things out of the Bible. I love to give context. Okay. The context of the story here is Jesus took uh, a few of his disciples, three of them with him, and he went off to a place where he transfigured in front of them. Okay. Transfigured mean he gave them an experience that was out of this world because he left the world. He left the then known world and begun to fellowship with Elijah and Moses. And they were having an experience of their life. Meanwhile, back at the ranch where the other disciples were, a father showed up with a son who had an ailment. Okay. And this ailment um, caused the son to convulse, to have seizures, to mm -hmm. throw himself on the ground, throw himself in water, mm -hmm. throw himself in fire. It was trying to kill him. Mm -hmm. And the father brought the son looking for Jesus, but Jesus was gone. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt like when you're looking for Jesus, Jesus is gone? Right. And so the next best thing that he could have done was went to the disciples. Mm -hmm. And uh, I look at that as the next best thing is the ministers of the kingdom. So he brought the son to the disciples, the, okay. the church, okay. right? The people who God was going to build a church on, the okay. disciples. Mm -hmm. So he brought them to the church. And um, when he brought them to the church... The disciples begun to pray, but it was of no avail. Or I should say they tried to cast out this devil that was affecting the boy, but they couldn't do that. Mm. Uh, then Jesus comes walking in. Okay. <laughs> I, I see the parties leaving your yes, head. Yes, I see the yes, parties yes. leaving your head. Jesus comes walking in and he sees this commotion, mm -hmm. right? And when he sees the commotion, he comes over and he says, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And the crowd is silent and the father spoke up. Mm -hmm. And the story picks up from here. And this is where I want to read verse number 14. Amen. Verse number 14 says, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. Because there comes a time when there's no need for arguing but for action. Mm -hmm. And a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, 
I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and become rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. That, that resonates with me because sometimes you feel like you're powerless. But I like this father because when the disciples couldn't, he pressed past the Amen. disciples and he went to Jesus. Jesus. And sometimes you feel like uh, the church ain't doing it for me. Uh, there ain't a preacher online that's really hitting. Right. Here's what I want to tell you. Go past Amen. us and press to Jesus. Amen. Get in your prayer closet and cry out to God like you've never before. Amen. And so he said they could not. So they brought, uh, 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 they were, um, I am lost my place. Uh, and they could not. Verse 19. And Jesus replied, oh, you unbelieving generation. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. And when the spirit saw Jesus, I want you to pay attention to this because I'm going to come back to this. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. Wow. So, so here's the boy walking towards Jesus and the spirit saw Jesus and defies Jesus and says, look at what I'm going to do to this boy even in your presence and begins to manifest and toss the boy on the ground. Can you imagine what that's doing to the father's no. mind? Here's Jesus, the cure. Right. Here's the boy that is sick. Right. And right in front of Jesus, it manifests. Mm. Sound like coronavirus right, to me. Right, right, Sound like what I am hearing in my phone calls. Right. It is trying to shake my faith. Right. And let me show you the effects of when that boy convulsed what it did to the father. So the, the, uh, the demon brought the boy. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Mm. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? Notice there's no intimidation in Jesus. Right. Jesus didn't panic. Right. Jesus didn't say, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Jesus just turns as though it's not happening mm. and say, how long has this been going on? Mm. The boy father replies, from childhood. So he's been dealing with this issue for a long time. And it has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if, if watch his wording now. And this, is, this shows you his faith is rocked. Because the boy is currently convulsing in front of Jesus. Right. And look what he says. But if you can do anything. But if, but if, but if. Right. Not I know you can, but if, right? If you can do anything. Uh, uh, take pity and help us. Look at Jesus' answer in verse 23. Jesus didn't address the boy. Jesus addressed the man. He said, if you can, that's how the Bible writes it. Look at it, Sister Sherry. If you can, question mark, Jesus. is Jesus stopped and said, if you can, what do you, what do you mean by if I can? And said Jesus, and then he said this, which I promise you, I will forever, as a the, uh, somebody who's into theology, study this verse. Everything is possible for him who believes. I, I, I've tried to exhaust what that means, and I come up short, right? 
But he says, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately the boy father cries out and says, I do believe, but help my unbelief. I do believe, but help my unbelief. Now that brings me to the point of my sermon this morning. It is okay to be weak. This man's statement indicates a couple things to us. First of all, I wrote it down, Sister Sherry. Okay. The statement indicates that there is a conflict within this man. Right. That conflict is between his mind and his flesh. His, well, let me say that better. Not his mind. In his spirit and his flesh. The spirit, in spirit, he knows who Jesus is. Right. He knows Jesus is very much capable of healing. Right. He's heard the stories. Right. He's seen it. No doubt the word has spread throughout right. Galilee right. Uh, and Judea and Samaria. Wherever Jesus went, people were being healed. There is no doubt in his spirit of the capability of Jesus. But the spirit is conflicting with the flesh because the spirit is hearing God can, but the flesh is seeing disaster. Right, right, right. Oh, can I tell you that that's been happening with yes. me during Corona? Mm -hmm. Can I tell you that my spirit is hearing God say, I can. Amen. But there's a conflict in me when I get phone calls. Right. You might be watching and you might be saying, Pastor, I'm just trying to be honest with you today. Right. Sometimes we feel like because we're Christians, we got to be Superman. Right. And sometimes we feel like we've got to always have a scripture right. and always have the answers. Mm -hmm. I don't have all the answers. Right. And I don't feel like Superman all the time. Right. There are moments that I break. Right. There are moments that I cry. Right. And there are moments that I feel like this man, like, like there's a conflict with within. God, you've done it in times past. Right. You've shown it that your hands are mighty. Amen. You've shown that you're strong. Right. But God, I can't help but what I'm hearing. Right. I can't help but what I'm seeing. Amen. And so God, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. And so what that man was saying was, God, not only does my son need prayer, right. but I need prayer right. too, God. You might be out there watching this. I want you to know it's okay to be weak because I'm Amen. getting ready to bring this home. Amen. The statement indicates that there's a conflict. Doubt and faith existing in the same house. Mm. Oh my goodness. Can doubt and faith live in the same house? Absolutely. Mm. By nature we are creatures that are affected by sight. Right. And so the Bible says that the believer must learn how to walk by faith not by and not by sight. Right. But I'm here to bring you good news because the Bible says that I'm going to get there in a minute. I'm <laughs> going to get there in a minute. I'm here to bring you good news. But I want to get back to this man because you might be like this man, I, I put myself in this man's shoes. Mm. And, and sometimes I like to go into the Bible and, and, and uh, not recreate scriptures, but try to maybe think about what their life was like before tragedy. Mm. What was this man's life like before the spirit attacked his son? And I could imagine a young man growing up excited about marriage. Right. 
excited about a family, right. excited about his career. And one day he meets a beautiful woman like I met you, Sister Sherry, <laughs> and he falls in love. Right. And I could imagine the day came, he's a hardworking father. Mm. And the day came when his plans were there and the wife comes home and says, honey, I got some news for right. you. And he says, what's the news? And she turns around and gives him the test and says, look. And that test says, I'm pregnant. We're having a baby. Right. And so he's excited because they're going to give birth to a baby boy. Right. All his dreams. Right. He's going to have a boy. Right. He's going to take his boy to play baseball. Right. He's going to take his boy on a basketball court. Right. He's going to take him to watch the great Steph Curry play. He's going to take his son and raise him and teach his son things and walk him through and be there for him in life. And the son is born. And he brings him home from the hospital, buys the crib, had the baby shower. Everything is all set. Puts the baby in there. Baby's one year old. Have a big birthday party. Two year old. Grand big birthday party look at my boy then around age three something crazy starts happening in the boy the boy one night wakes up in the bedroom and he runs to the bedroom and see this boy that he loves right. foaming at the mouth right. and convulsing right. and couldn't understand as a father why is this happening right. and sees this over and over he's going to work now with a different oh god yes. He's going to work now. And what was once joy is now terrible plaguing his mind. He's trying to go to work and nobody knows what's going on in his mind. He's going to work and he has to deal with the fact that in the morning he sees this in his son. That at nighttime he gets phone calls. Your son just threw himself in the water in the bathroom. He almost drowned while taking a shower. He, he threw himself onto the stove where the fire was. He, 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 he has to change. His whole life is interrupted. Right. His reality is interrupted. Right. He can't send his son to school as right. normal no more. He's got to now homeschool the boy. Right. His, his, he, and he's living in turmoil. Right. He believes. But what he's been seeing is saying something's different. I think about myself, Sister Sherry. Okay. I think about when 2020 hit. I went into 2020 with a brand new song. Right. God, I've not done music all 2019. Mm. 2018, I struggled. Right. I struggled with the church. Right. I struggled with buying a house, right. a place to live. I struggled with so many things. 2019 ended marvelously for us and our family. Mm. We finally got our new house. Right. I finally uh, found a solution to getting music out. Right. Dropped the song. Right. Song was doing well. Getting airplay again, doing interviews again. Yeah. Getting uh, uh, on the road again. Dropped another song. Getting ready to shoot the video. Flying my friend up to New York so that we can shoot a video and come back. Right. Do more music. Had a whole album. We getting ready to record. Church is growing. Mm. Two services. Right. Here's the dream. Right. Everything. Telling the church, we getting ready to buy a new building. We getting ready to raise right, funds. Right. We getting ready to take off. Right. Started City Fridays. Brought NFL players in. Right. Getting ready to do Canton Jones album release in right. New York. Getting ready to do big things. Excited. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, right. Sister Sherry, every plan, every dream that we have was suddenly interrupted. I feel like this man today. Amen. That Lord, every Everything I'm dreaming. God, what is happening? Right. What is happening? Right. And then it gets devastating because, because it has become to hit home. Right. It's one thing when you hear it happening to somebody else. Right. 
But brothers and sisters, when you've got to see it for yourself, right. it shakes you. And I want to say to you today that being shaken doesn't make you less of a Christian. Right. Having uncertainty doesn't make you less of a Christian. But you don't have to hold on to uncertainty. Mm. Pray and ask God to remove fear. Right. Pray and ask God to remove anxiety. Right. Pray and ask God to remove the feeling of being afraid in the name of Jesus. Right. In other words, do like this man did. Right. Jesus, I believe, but help, help. And one of the things that Jesus did here is the response. This is Jesus' response to his unbelief. Okay. Jesus said this. Uh, he said, I believe, but help my unbelief. And look at what Jesus' response was. Jesus said, when the crowds uh, saw him, they started running to him. And all Jesus did was rebuke the evil spirit. Jesus never chastised this man. He just checked the man. He just reminded the man, if I can. He never said, it, you evil person, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you feel anxiety? How dare you do this? He just refocused him. And the Bible said he never even addressed this comment. He just turned and cast the devil out of the boy. And when he cast the devil out, I can imagine what it did for the man. Right. When he saw the hands of God begin to move yeah. on the boy, Jesus helped his unbelief. Right. Because if you keep looking to the circumstance, right. you will have unbelief. Right. And that's what I noticed. Yeah. I noticed the more I turn the TV on, right. is the more I look to the circumstance. Right. I noticed the more I spend time uh, uh, reading if you got friends that are only texting you the bad news and the conspiracy theories, you ought to block some of those friends or tell them, hey, my man, I'm going to need you to help me because I'm a person of faith. And if you keep sending me the circumstance, all I will ever see is the circumstance. The way Jesus helped the man's unbelief was by taking his eyes off the circumstance and putting his eyes on on Jesus. He cast the devil out of the boy right. and, 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 and I love this because Jesus said it is okay for you to be weak right. but it is not your weakness that determines my actions God doesn't heal because of you. Right. God heals because of him. Right. God is not good based on you. God is good based on, on him. him. Yes. I'm so grateful to God. Yes. And here's the good news. Because the apostle Paul. I go to my favorite apostle. <laughs> they all my favorites. Yes. Depending on which day I'm time. preaching. I go. I'm preaching up a storm. I'm too loud. Am I, am I going? Listen. Do we still have people watching or they left us? Amen. We still got people watching. I'm preaching up a storm today. Let me tell you what ended up happening. The apostle. Paul had an issue of his own the great apostle Paul and he begun to say I prayed and I asked God to move it but God wouldn't move it and God came back and said you know what Paul here's the deal my grace not your grace right. not your doing right. not your strength right. but my grace is sufficient enough 
It's good yes. enough for you. Yes. And I wrote down the scripture today. Paul said this in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9. He said that God said that my grace is sufficient. And then he goes on. We know that part, but I like the rest of it. He said, my strength is perfected in weakness. It is oh, Tell your neighbor it's okay to be weak today because your strength is perfected when you begin to acknowledge I am weak. This is not a job for me. This is a job for God. I wish somebody would shout in their living room right now. God, this is not a job for us. This is a job for the almighty God. And Paul said, my, my strength is perfected in my weakness. That's not all he said. Listen to the rest of the verse. 2 Corinthians 12.10 says, For Christ's sake I have begun to delight. I start to take delight. Delight means to enjoy. Mm. I've begun to, to worship. It's almost like Paul saw a pattern. Hardship, God. Hardship, mm. but God. Mm. Challenges, but God. Challenges, yes. but God. And so Paul begun to shift his attitude to say, instead of letting my faith be controlled by my sight, mm. I know better now. Right. So whenever trials hit, I'm going to delight in it because I know there's coming a but God. Right. But God. Nice. But God. Nice. Coronavirus. Yes. But God. Uh, tragedy striking all around. But God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God, hallelujah. And so he says, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships. Right now, we're not being insulted, but we are in hardship, persecution. We're not being persecuted for the gospel, but we are in hardship, difficulties. We have that right now. For when I am weak, Paul says, then I am strong. It is when you try to carry the world on your shoulders, then you begin to have to carry the world on your shoulders. You know that he's got his whole world in his hand challenge? It's absolutely right. He has got the world in his hands. And I want you today to know that it is okay to feel uncertainty. It is okay to see these circumstances and feel weak. But when you are weak, cry out like this man did and say, Father, I am weak. I do believe. But help this other part of me. Right. Help this part of me that it might be scared. Right. And you got to be honest. Help this part of me that is dealing with anxiety. Right. Help this part of me that is trying to cope with my whole world being flipped upside down right. help this part of me that even though corona is not helping me I'm isolated mm. and there are things that I've been running from that now I've got to deal with mm. help this part of me that is that I don't know if my marriage will work mm. help this part of me do like this man begin to say I know you can but I also want you to take it a step further I want you to do what I've been doing Take your eyes off the situation and start putting your eyes on the one who was able to say to the boy, be healed. Amen. God didn't care how long this was going on. Right. 
I think the reason Jesus asked this was so that the man could see and the people could hear how long he's been dealing with it. I don't know. But maybe that gave an indication that something's allowed for, for a long time. But it doesn't matter how loud it is and how long it lasts. Jesus can beat it. Amen. And you might have some things that are loud. Coronavirus is louder than ever in New York. Right. But our God wants you to begin to check. If I can. If I can. And he can. I'm rambling now. We still online. We're streaming. It's still good. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you today. I want you to type your prayer request right now. Go ahead. And if you don't want to say what your prayer request is, put an unspoken one in there. Just write unspoken. Type your prayer requests below. Type them in there. Um, we're getting ready to close this show. Amen. But type your prayer request in there. Type them down at the bottom. Do me a favor. Share this video. Type it. Type your prayer request. We're going to pray in a minute. Um, can I take a swig? Yes, take a swig. Did that word bless you today? It sure did. I was trying to fight back tears. Okay. Really, it's really okay to be weak, Sister okay. Sherry. It's okay to be weak. Uh, we're going to pray in a minute. Um, if you are watching and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, it is not whether you die by corona virus or whatever else. The wages of sin is death. Right. I pray that the Lord gives you and blesses you with long life. With long life, he will satisfy you. But one day, you will have to face the fact that we are mortals. Right. Coronavirus has just caused us to deal with that. Right. And you know why people are anxious? It's not just because the, the ultimate thing that can happen is death. Right. So people are you know, uncertain because now it's like more than ever you're dealing with this fact that you're mortal and that any minute you could go. Without the threat of the coronavirus, we lived as though we are immortals. As though we did not deal with the threat of death. Right? right? I am a believer that God has your hands in his life and nothing can snatch you out. I am confident that absent from this body is present with the Lord. Right. I have secured my place on earth and I've secured my place in eternity. Amen. Many of you are fearful today because maybe you are not sure what happens after you leave planet earth. Mm. You can be sure today. Right. I've searched the record and Jesus is true to his word. Amen. Jesus has defeated death. And because he lives, you can live. I want to give you an opportunity to ask Jesus into your heart. Can we go to the Lord in prayer? Yes. Say this prayer with me. Father God, Father God I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of every sin. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Help me to be certain of my eternal resting place. I believe that Jesus died. For sin, for sin and to defeat death and, to defeat death. and, death, and death has no reign has over no me. Rain. 
absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. I put my faith in what you did on the cross. And I believe that what you did on the cross by your stripes I am healed. I am delivered. I am set free. Father, thank you for salvation. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and let the joy of your salvation touch my heart like never before. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We're still on live, right? Amen. Listen, if you're watching, do me a favor, share this video all day. Share this video all day. Any final thoughts before I come back, Sister Sherry? Thank you. Thank you for the message.